Welcome back to another episode of Authentic Influence. I'm your host, Adam Connor. Folks, it has been a successful 2019, and I want to start with this brief note of thanks before we jump into our final interview of the year. It was a New Year's resolution of mine at the beginning of 2019 to have eight CMOs join Authentic Influence and tell their stories about how they drive their brands to be more authentic through mobilizing their masses, their consumers, their fans, their followers. By the way, if you're new to the podcast, that's what this show is all about. Now, 2019 definitely came with a bit more surprise than that, and we well passed that goal of eight. We didn't quite get to 80, but there is definitely a lot. So if you're new to the show, welcome, and I encourage you to listen to that digest from the past year. And join me as in 2020, we continue down this road. But first, enjoy this last interview in 2019. I'm on with Goldman Sachs, specifically Dustin Cohn, their head of brand and marketing over consumer and investment management. We talk specifically about one of their newest products, Marcus by Goldman Sachs. This is a consumer product and it's new for Goldman. So what Dustin is doing is essentially building a brand from the ground up, granted, within a very, very strong legacy organization and focusing on things like education to build a more authentic relationship with its customers and its prospects who may be looking for a new financial solution. I can't wait to have you hear all the insight from him. So you know what? I'm just going to leave you to it. I'll be back after the interview with another note of gratitude. But for now, from Goldman Sachs, this is Dustin Cohn. All right, everybody. I'm so excited to have Dustin Cohn on the podcast today from Goldman Sachs. Dustin, thanks so much for joining the show. Thanks for having me, Adam. Appreciate it. Looking forward to uh, speaking with you today. As am I. There's a lot that Goldman's up to, specifically with Marcus. And I want to get into your journey, too, because at first, when you joined Marcus, didn't seem like, or when you joined Goldman Sachs, it didn't seem like uh, the a perfect linear journey. Banking uh, and, and being a leader in marketing for financial institutions was not really in the background, at least as I can perceive it, a number of consumer companies prior to that. So I'd like to start today with a little bit of foundation just to figure out your journey to this point. What excited you about Goldman Sachs? Why'd you join and, and what gets you out of bed today working with them uh, roughly four years in? You know, there were a few reasons that this opportunity excited me. Uh, first, you know, 150 year old institution and really had never um, communicated and had products that would offer value to Main Street consumers. And so it was a seminal moment in the, the history of, of this prestigious firm. Um, second was that as a marketer, I've spent my whole career you know, reinventing, repositioning, relaunching. And this was actually an opportunity to start from scratch and really uh, create a platform and an experience and, and a product proposition uh, without any legacy technology, without any legacy you know, infrastructure. Um, we, we didn't have um, you know, the, the internal uh, products that could potentially create conflict. So you know, we really started with a blank sheet of paper, and, and that that paper was was filled out with the consumer hand in glove. And so anytime you have an opportunity to, to, to truly be consumer-centric from day one and build it with the consumer, uh, I had to jump a, a, at the opportunity. And then, of course, um, as you would imagine, um, you know, with, with the great talent at Goldman Sachs and, and the uh, desire to bring in uh, best-in-class talent from 
other financial services and people like myself outside of financial services, you know, to really bring best practices from all these different industries um, and categories, uh, both external and internal. It was a, a very unique and exciting opportunity for, for me personally and, and for us to develop something really special for consumers. Yeah, I would say so. A, a pretty unique experience. And obviously, you have plenty of wide brand experience coming into uh, your now four-year tenure uh, with Goldman Sachs. And we'll talk a little bit about how that has affected the brand and Marcus going forward. But as a starter, how do you think that wide experience has helped to bring a fresh look to uh, the institution when compared to perhaps what other financials might do, bringing in uh, sort of internal industry execs or people who are well entrenched within financials only? Do you think there's an advantage that you have with that sort of diverse background and perspective? I do. Uh, My experience in apparel, in uh, beverage, in food, um, other services, it, it has allowed me, I think, to bring best practices from different industries to the world of financial services. And, you know, really um, what what was important to leadership here was um, our ability to not just provide great products uh, with, you know, great rates, um, but also value beyond our actual products. And, and that comes through uh, a, a brand that that puts the consumer um, uh, consumer's best interest in in mind and and really at the center of everything that we do and providing content and information and education well beyond our products it, that's one way to build our brand but that's more importantly a way for consumers to really get value from us outside of the specific products that that we we offer and I think typically um, in financial services, it's a very um, heavy acquisitions-focused marketing model uh, where sometimes you become a commodity, and it really, at the end of the day, is about you know having the, the highest interest rate on your savings account or the lowest interest rate on your personal loan. And while that's extremely important to to consumers um, in terms of value, there's additional value beyond you know the the, the commoditization of an individual product and and really providing a, a richer experience that makes people smarter about their finances and you know on the lending side destigmatizes uh, debt um, so people learn about their options so they can better manage it uh, on the saving side uh, recognizing that a lot of the traditional banks are not you know really offering you you know a, a good rate 0.03 or 0.04 versus our 1.9 you know a lot of consumers just don't know that these products uh, exist and whether they choose our products or others they should they should know their options and that that's that's the value I think of, of the brand and bringing someone uh, in from outside financial services. It's definitely a different type of business. Obviously, you're going very acquisition heavy, but ultimately you are marketing to the same folks that you would be marketing to if you were in apparel or another brand. So I'm curious, what about consumer behavior do you find to be the most translatable between the way that you would market Marcus and the way that you might market something else maybe completely outside of financial? I think that there is a basic insecurity that people have um, when um, dealing with complicated uh, issues. And so the world of finances tends to be something that's perceived as, as, as very complicated. And um, you tend to sort of bury your head in the sand and, and you know, hope things change as opposed to um, realizing there are other people in your situation. So whether it's finances or, or, or other categories where um, consumers feel uh, a lack of confidence in terms of their their abilities. Um, if we can demystify, uh, you know, whether you're an athlete trying to to 
um, you know, improve your performance um, or whether you're uh, a, a regular consumer who, um, you know, just is, is intimidated by, um, you know, your, your, your budgeting and your ability to save and your ability to manage your debt. Um, I, I think the demystification uh, of, of information that is, is not as complex at times, um, and that's one thing that we try to do is simplify you know, a lot of this shouldn't be that complicated and shouldn't, should not be intimidating. And so I think across industries, if we can be transparent, we can be uh, simple in our messaging um, and, you know, not use jargon. You know, a perfect example is when we talk about our personal loans, we, we, we don't say origination fees, we say sign-up fees. Uh, which, by the way, Marcus by Goldman Sachs does not have any sign-up fees. But you, using simple language like that makes us more human, accessible, and makes these conversations easier for consumers to, uh, you know, really do a better job at, at, at managing their financial lives. And that simplification of education, I'm sure, is a top priority for you. And we'll talk a little bit about how you do that in just a second with the communities that you create. But I want to start with course, one of the root words of the show, authenticity, because I have to imagine it goes hand in hand with having such uh, a simple message or trying to present such a simple message to the market at large. What's the importance, and maybe if not quite the importance, how do you define authenticity for an institution like Marcus? Is it just that simplification? Is there more to it than that? But I'd love to hear your take. You know, certainly a lot of folks and brands use the word transparency. Um, I think that is at the heart of being authentic. And, and the good example of that is uh, using our personal loans again and, and the fact that we don't have fees. You know, consumers were very skeptical that that was true and, you know, sort of challenged whether, you know, that was authentic. You know, where, where's sort of the hidden charge? There's no way they, they, they don't charge any fees. And, and we don't. We don't charge the sign-up fees. We don't charge late fees. We don't charge, um, you know, fees for paying down your loan early. And, you know, what we've done on our website and our social media uh, and in, in other marketing channels is we've just simply told people how we make money. We make money on interest. And so we're super transparent. We explain exactly how the interest works. And it's not buried in, you know, in, in legal copy and disclaimers and asterisks. It's up front and center. We really promote, uh, you know, how we make money. So we're really clear. And I think that's an example of being, you know, really authentic. And what do you think on the other side, what, what pitfalls have you sought to uh, avoid specifically with regards to authenticity as in what things have you seen either in financials or other industries that you know, you definitely don't want to do? Essentially, I'm getting to the question, what do you think brands get wrong about that? Or where do you think they come off as disingenuous? But I'm curious as to some of the things that you are seeking to actively avoid when it comes to generating authentic relationships. You know, one thing that we really try to avoid is asterisk. Um, we, we, we really um, have sort of a rule of thumb around here that, you know, if you, if you have to put an asterisk, then some, something's not right. We're either not communicating clearly or simply um, or maybe there's something wrong with the product or the offering that we need to explain too much or, you know, have, um, you know, long disclaimers. And so it's really, um, I think, important for us to avoid that, that kind of um, approach. I think the, the, even simply putting our 800 number, our toll-free number, front and center on the homepage, you know, oftentimes 
Um, it's very hard to contact a human being, uh, especially in a digital environment. And we're very proud of our phone number and our, our call center that's based in the U.S. Um, on the lending side. We don't even have uh, an IVR, which are the machines that you know pick up the phone and you have to press a couple numbers to you know basically be put on hold and then you know then get transferred uh, you know to a live person eventually. We don't have that. We actually just pick up the phone, and I think that's an example of being really authentic and putting our phone number you know in in bold uh, you know bright uh, type on our website and our marketing materials. We we want you to call us, uh, and and I think. Um, you know, there are other uh, brands and institutions out there that really bury that and, and don't want that, uh, you know, that additional expense of, of fielding phone calls and having uh, large call centers. But we, we think that's part of being authentic. That was actually one of the number one things that we learned as we were building our business was that people wanted the ability to speak to a live person and, and do it quickly. Um, and so that, that's, that's what we've done. We've, we've, we've built a call center to really support consumers in, in a pretty unique way. Um, in fact, it was kind of funny. Uh, recently, we were uh, listening to uh, a couple calls from consumers, and uh, there was a woman who, uh, when we picked up the phone, she started laughing, and the uh, agent uh, asked, you know, is everything okay? And and the woman uh, admitted she was actually in the bathroom, and she was expecting to be, you know, put on the long hold and in her words, could sort of finish her business. And so, obviously, she asked us to uh, if she could call us back. But, you know, consumers just aren't aren't used to being treated that way um, with that sort of authentic voice, and, and including just picking up the phone like a, a normal human being would. Right, exactly. Well, you know, from from that sort of standout story to even the, the everyday mundanes of like, oh, I got to go through a robotic number or oh, there's a that this looks whatever offer looks too good to be true because there is precisely asterisks and lots of fine print that you can't read. Basically, I'm sure it creates a lot better relationship from the very start with customers, which uh, obviously I'm sure that Marcus or, or any financial institution uh, would love to have. What then, a couple, the, couple of these fun facts you've just given me here are things I might not otherwise have, have guessed not knowing anything about Marcus. Of course, I know a little bit about it. But what else do you think consumers don't really know about what you're doing at Marcus that they should? Well, I think there are a, a few things. Uh, on our savings side, there are, um, you know, interest rates um, out there, high-yield uh, interest rates for savings accounts like ours that are far uh, higher than the national average. So one of our claims is that we are four times the national average. In reality, uh, versus some of the, some of the biggest banks um, in the country, you can earn more interest with Marcus in one month than you can an entire year with the biggest banks in America. That's something they should know. Whether they bank with America, uh, whether they um, have savings accounts with Marcus or not, they should know that you know their their money is basically just being stored, and they're not really getting the interest that that they deserve. People work very hard for their money, and their their money should be working hard for them. So. Knowing that there are products out there like Marcus where they can be earning a lot more interest, uh, I think is very important. You know, in, in addition, it, when you think about um, other product offerings um, that uh, that uh, that we have, uh, I'll give you another example: CDs. Um, most people associate CDs with being you know locked in for a period of time, which is which which is the case. And if you pull your money out uh, before the term, you're hit with, with penalties. Well, there are products out there like, like our no penalty CD, 
where you can lock in a rate uh, up to 13 months. And if you decide to close the account and take um, your, your money out, uh, we actually will not charge you a penalty. And you, you get to keep the interest that you've accrued over that period of time. So I think that's another thing that surprises consumers as well, is that there, there are products like that um, that truly are on the, uh, on the side of the, the, the consumer. And, and in the case that I just um, described, that interest rate is, is locked. Um, and so there are consumers who are worried about um, the Fed reducing rates and, therefore, um, interest rates and savings accounts coming down. There are ways to protect yourself and lock yourself in uh, to a rate, but not lock yourself in in terms of not being get, able to get your money out unless you, ha- unless you pay a, a fee for it. Sure. And that's the kind of education I'm sure you're getting at, which, um, you know, obviously people who are a little bit more financially cognizant might, but people who are sort of just starting their careers, uh, people who are just starting to, to create a little bit of wealth um, should know and don't know. And so that's good. That's exactly right. Yeah, we, we actually um, did a calculation. Um, our, our savings rate versus the national average and, and um, the money that is in savings accounts today here in, in the United States $25 billion, that's billion with a B, $25 billion in interest every single year uh, is being lost um, and is being left on the table because people are earning far um, less than they, they, they really should and, and, and could. So, you know, a big part of what we're doing uh, is, is education. And, again, whether you um, have a savings account with us or not, um, you, you should know that these things are available. Now let's talk about some of those folks that do have accounts with you and specifically those who are perhaps a little bit more financially literate or perhaps have been enlightened based on what you have presented to the market with all the products that, that, that Marcus is, is bringing out. I'm wondering specifically about the ways in which you're fostering environments or communities of those customers so that they may be sharing uh, their feelings, their new learnings, uh, their best practices, whatever it may be. Um, with their networks or perhaps with other customers or perhaps back with you. But I want to get to that question because I'm sure then that if education is that paramount, you must be doing whatever you can to harness or at least allow consumers to, in an easy way, share that education or share that they know about it. So what's some of the ways in which Marcus and Goldman broadly are making those communities happen? Well, we're doing one right now, right? It just even having this conversation and, and giving us the opportunity to uh, to share our story and 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 some information that we feel um, is very valuable for consumers. Um, doing doing podcasts like yours is, is certainly an example of that. We also do a lot of organic social media, and I would say probably eighty plus percent of our organic social media is dedicated to. Uh, content that uh, is is there to educate and inform consumers. And, you know, we do it in bite-sized, snackable uh, ways. And when you link through to our uh, content hub on Marcus.com, there are longer-form articles, uh, there are tools, there are uh, videos that help, you know, explain some of, some of the, um, you know, uh, financial uh, literacy types of topics that we cover there. And, and you, don't, you do not have to be a, a client or a customer of Marcus by Goldman Sachs to use our hub. It's on Marcus.com in our resource section. It's available to anyone, whether you're, you're a, a consumer or a client or a customer or not. 
Um, so that's another way we try to you know, educate consumers. Um, we also do a number of studies, and you know, I, I referenced one of the one of uh, the recent studies around this twenty-five billion dollars. Uh, being left on the table. So those sort of studies um, and data points we share with the media, and we hope the media shares with, with their, their viewership and their, and their readers. Um, that's another uh, important channel is, is really trying to get the media to help us get the word out. Um, and, yes, we, of course, you know, love them talking about Marcus, but, you know, tackling some of the bigger issues um, like, you know, the, the low rates that most people are getting uh, on their, uh, their savings account. So the media uh, is also um, a channel we speak to very, very regularly to try to make sure um, that, that they understand um, some of these topics and things that people are dealing with. You know, we, uh, we held a, a session not too long ago with, you know, a few dozen um, media outlets, and, you know, one of our focuses was to talk about uh, credit card debt and the fact that, and this is another great data point for us to try to spark a conversation, 77% of consumers uh, who have credit card debt and, and have good credit, by the way, are not aware that you can use a personal loan to pay off your credit card debt. And it, what was interesting is a lot of the media in the room, as we discussed this, you know, write for financial publications and are you know, very savvy um, themselves in terms of finances. But this was new information to many of them as well. So Part of our role is also educating the media, so then they share that with their audiences. But, you know, the fact that 77% of consumers don't know you can use a personal loan to pay off um, a cre credit card debt is, is, you know, uh, is a missed opportunity, I think, for, for consumers. Because oftentimes, you know, we can save people uh, 4 to 5% uh, off of their current high-interest credit cards. Um, so you're going to save money on interest, of course. And the other nice thing about a personal loan uh, is it will give you a finite amount of time to pay back your debt. So if you have a, a tenor of, you know, three years, four years, whatever it is, the, the beauty of that is at the end of that ten, uh, tenor, uh, you're, you're no longer in debt, where a credit card, obviously, balance, you can revolve in many cases. So uh, it's hard to sort of break, break that uh, trajectory. And so it, it, uh, a personal loan uh, to pay off a credit card debt uh, actually gives you sort of a payment plan to eliminate that debt. So lots of interesting, lots of interesting things there that, that, you know, your ways in which you are educating people, whether or not, of course, their customers and, and, and the communities there, hopefully the people are taking that information in. And from this, I imagine that there are plenty of stories being told outwards that part of that organic media, I'm sure, is on the part of your of your customers of your clients and that story actually that that you told me a little bit earlier about that woman who called into your phone line had me thinking about this of the countless stories that get told what what are some of the ways in which you as a, as a brand are able to take advantage of that that's another thing that that we on the show would consider part of authenticity is is leveraging real customers stories but how are you able to to leverage it in a scaled up way to present to the world that hey don't just take our word for it. Don't just take our word on this education about all this either money that you're leaving on the table or, or other facts that you might not have known. Here's what our real customers are saying. How, or if you do, how do you leverage that broadly? You know, we've, we've started to leverage testimonials in, in some of our social media and, and some other uh, channels. But it gets back to your, your question around authenticity. You know, we certainly don't want to force that. We certainly don't want to over-commercialize the great things that people are, are saying about us. And 
you know, part of being authentic is uh, allowing um, consumers to go through their own journey of discovering some of these um, interesting um, data points or, or, or uh, product um, you know, benefits or attributes on their own. And you know, the, the, the best way for us to um, you know, uh, have that spread is, is really from the consumers themselves. And you know, the, the great news is we, we get a lot of people commenting uh, about the great service uh, and the product, and I didn't know you could actually you know, have this high of an interest rate, or I didn't know that you could pay off credit card debt with, with a personal loan, you know, really um, having consumers share with each other is the most powerful, um, you know, third-party endorsement is really is really the, the holy grail uh, in being authentic. So I think the more consumers we can touch individually um, and really in, inspire them that they can do better um, in, in, in their finances, They'll, they'll organically share that information with, with other people. And, you know, we know that through our NPS um, scoring, and I'm, I'm assuming your, your audience knows what an NPS is, but just in case they don't, uh, it's called a net promoter score. And it essentially allows us to um, talk to our, our customers about their experience and whether they would recommend the brand or the product to other people. And uh, our NPS score is far higher, and I mean far higher than the financial services norm, uh, which suggests that people are organically sharing their great experiences with, uh, with others. Um, you may also know that J.D. Power uh, awarded us um, or ranked us number one in best personal loans this year. And I say J.D. Power awarded it. it it's a J.D. Power award, but um, it's based on a survey of customers across uh, you know, all financial services and, and different brands. And we were ranked number one in personal loans by, by our customers. Uh, so that's pretty exciting. So again, more indication that, you know, consumers are very happy with, with um, the product and the service that we're delivering and, um, you know, therefore, you know, sharing that with friends and family. And, that, and that's the tricky part about the world of, of consumer finance, too, is because is people don't necessarily want to talk about money with, with other people. And I think when there's this aha moment that they're not alone, you know, especially, you know, when we're talking about uh, debt, that you'd, you'd want them to share their, their stories with people. Um, you, you'd want to spark a conversation amongst people that there, there is a better way here. You know, it's sort of like when you're, when you have a bad back uh, and, you know, you're going to talk to your friends, or your family or your colleague about your back and they're going to talk to you about, uh, you know, certain exercises or a doctor you should see or medication and you share solutions with people, you know, what we're trying to do here is spark a conversation so people do share uh, their personal experiences um, and, 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 and look to improve um, financial wellness uh, with, with others. So, of course, then seems like there's a lot of good sentiment and I'm sure that that has only been building since you joined the team four years ago. As you look towards the next couple of years, what are you most excited about for the brand going forward as you continue to educate and as you continue to proliferate through the market? You know, I think there's enough business for, for all of us. And, you know, as long as consumers are, are more aware of, of, of the choices that are out there, um, that, that's really job one is, is providing them with options that, that um, 
they may find value in. And so I'm, I'm excited as we grow and touch more people. You know, your, your last question to me, the more people we touch, the more people that they'll, they'll share their stories with and, you know, improve financial health across the United States. We're, we're very excited about, uh, about that. Um, we do have uh, an app that, um, you know, we purchased a, few, a couple years ago called Clarity Money. The app, if you're not familiar with it, is a, a budgeting and savings tool. And what's, what's exciting about it is its ability, um, once you link your different financial accounts through AI, it will actually help give you information um, to improve your, your finances. So one of the, the examples uh, w- would be, um, let's say you have three or four different music, music sub- subscriptions, and you, you may pay for one out of this credit card, another one on another credit card, or the other one from you know, direct, uh, direct uh, deposit. Um, but through our machine learning and you know, sort of connecting the dots for you, we can remind you you have four different uh, music, music subscriptions and perhaps suggest, hey, if you canceled one or two, you could save this amount of money through the year. And, oh, by the way, if you'd like to cancel it, you could do it right here within the app. So I'm really excited about tools like that, which, you know, by the way, um, is a a free app um, that, you know, again, help people budget, help people save, and and just connect dots across their their financial lives. For sure. Well, excited to see where where all that goes. And and I'm curious now, as as we start to wrap, wrap this up, I'm curious as to some advice from you, because uh, our listeners, they're all about marketing, obviously, as a marketing-heavy podcast, and they're either students of the craft or they're in brands looking to to break out or create more authentic relationships with customers. And you've obviously done this across a number of dimensions now uh, within financial, outside of financial. And so I'm curious from you directly, what advice would you give somebody who is simply seeking to build a more authentic brand and relationship with its customers? Where do they have to start out? We, uh, we covered a lot of this ground. One, you know, providing value um, beyond just the price uh, or an interest rate or you know, the, the, the rational product feature, provide value beyond that. Uh, two, transparency. You know, really lean into that in, in a way where you know, people uh, understand that you, you are authentic and you are on their side. Be very transparent. Um, communicate in very simple terms, very simple terms, um, and 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 brief uh, brevity is important as well. Don't overcomplicate it. Even just uh, the, the 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 mere amount of words that you try to communicate in uh, should be um, certainly shortened to be more digestible. And I would say, you know, last but you know certainly not least, is personalize your experience and your product as much as possible. Um, I think that's also a, an important thing in being authentic. And, you know, an example of that is when uh, you take out a personal loan from Marcus, um, we actually allow you to pick the day um, that you uh, pay us um, in, within the month. And, and most lenders will tell you, you know, exactly the day you need to pay every month. But, look, you know when your bills are due and you know when you get paid. And so we uh, allow you um, that choice, that personalized choice to say, okay, I want to pay you on this, this day. Um, and so I think the more you can personalize and customize your experience and your product, that's, it's also an important part of, uh, of being authentic. 
Got it. Well, that's that's all great advice, and and I really appreciate um, hearing from you specifically with that diverse brand experience coming into coming into a financial institution, spreading that education, and, and making saving better for everyone, um, as well as telling a couple of those fun stories along the way. That was great. Uh, but for all of this, uh, Dustin, thank you so much for joining the show today. Adam, thank you again for the opportunity. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much to Dustin Cohn from Goldman Sachs for joining the podcast today. Lovely to hear about everything that's been going on with Marcus and best of luck in 2020. Speaking of 2020, here's a resolution I might challenge you with. Engage with us in some way online. We're on LinkedIn, Authentic Influence Podcast. We're on iTunes, Spotify, Google, everywhere podcasts live. Leave us a rating and review. Tell me what you think. Give me your feedback. It is highly appreciated. Y'all knew I was going to do this, sell you a little bit on following the show, but hey, it's been a great 2019 and I'm looking to build on that next year. I've got a couple of interviews already in the books, as you might imagine, and it's going to be pretty amazing. We've got some fantastic brands. Frankly, folks, that at the beginning of 2019, when I had that somewhat lowly goal of eight features, I never would have dreamed of being in touch with. So once again, just to deliver a final note of gratitude here, thank you so much for listening to all the interviews that we've been able to share this year. It's been a pleasure, and I can't wait to bring you more. For all the great insights, stories, and lessons that we have shared and learned together. For Authentic Influence, and for the final time in 2019, I've been your host, Adam Connor, and you'll hear from me again next year.